Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hello there, Life Church. It's Pastor Chris Reyes here. Welcome back to another Pastors Podcast. I have Pastor Bob Leahy here. Hey. hey, hey. We are excited to be talking about the things of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. But before we do that, I once again, I want you guys to take a moment to send us an email, info at lifechurchchico.org. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Maybe there's a topic you'd like us to cover. We are open. In fact, when Pastor Jeff joins in, he does a Ask Me Anything uh, uh, part of the podcast where that's definitely what we can do. So send in your questions. If you'd like to ask us or Pastor Jeff some challenging questions, go ahead and send those in. So, Bob, how long have you been a Christian? Oh, man. Is that where we're going today? Uh, Since I was 14, so... um... Yeah, I'm going to age myself. That's 22 years. 22 years. Dang. When would you say that you were, as we've been talking about in church, filled with the Holy Spirit? Like you you became a Christian. uh, Did it happen at the same time? Did it kind of happen a little bit later? Yeah, so when I look back on my Christian walk and, uh, you know, receiving Christ accepting Jesus, uh, and then water baptism, and then uh, being baptized in the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and speaking in tongues. I look at those three things as three separate events oh, okay. uh, in my walk uh, with the Lord. Um, I think when I received Christ on an Easter Sunday when I was 14 years old, I definitely felt different. Yeah. Something felt different about myself, about my life. Um and just my thoughts, and I had peace, and I started to experience change in my life. So I would say when I received Christ, that the Holy Spirit came upon me and mm-hmm. started to empower me um, in my decision-making and in the things and just how I lived my life. And then I, I think I got baptized maybe six or so months after. I'm not sure the exact date, but I do remember that being like... <laughs> I don't like a totally different experience coming out of the water. Um, just like, I feel like it really fanned that flame. Mm. Like I think baptism, water baptism was a time where like it kind of shot me through a cannon. Hmm. Like I, I I felt, you know, after receiving Christ, I started to feel this transformation happening. I started to feel different. And then I felt like after water baptism, it was like, let's go, let's go. Like you, and then so shortly after that, um, I was probably 16 at a high school camp up at Old Oak Ranch, and we had a guest speaker, and he was talking about baptism of the Holy Spirit, the gifts that the baptism of the Holy Spirit pulls out of us. And so one of those was speaking in tongues, and so he asked if anybody wanted to come up and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and uh, receive the gifts and and speak in tongues. And so mm-hmm. I walked up, I went to the pastor, uh, we sat 
there and and prayed and he spoke in tongues outright and I I definitely felt stuff stirring in me and, mm-hmm. and God pulling and the, the spirit pulling pulling me um, but I didn't I didn't speak in tongues mm-hmm. that in, in that moment and so I walked away and I was like okay like you know that he was trying really hard. I could tell, yeah, you yeah. know, I think sometimes sure. in our charismatic, you didn't uh, have the infilling. charismatic circles, they really want to see, see it happen. Right? right. And oftentimes it doesn't and that's okay. Um, and so I walked away and then later that night they did something called a victory circle. It's an outdoor kind of amphitheater. And we were sitting there watching, um, just a short little like music video clip done by Michael W. Smith. And it was shortly after the Columbine shooting. And so he had a song and it just kind of like really was in remembrance of that event and mm-hmm. that, that tragic event. Wow. And man, yeah, I'm coming to tears just thinking that, but uh, I, I remember it just like floored me a little bit. And I remember just laying in, in victory circle, just in my, my seat or whatever, just kind of like laying backwards. And I was just like looking up at the stars and then boom, I just started the, the spirit. I just felt started coming out over me and I just started speaking in tongues. So that's, uh, those are my kind of experiences with, uh, yeah. receiving the Holy spirit and, and the baptism. So it was a, it was a process that happened over a period of time. Not, it didn't happen quickly. It, Different events triggered different things that it's yeah. kind of like they built on each other. Right. I think that there is a, and when you become a Christian, there's a time it, we call it sanctification. You're 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 constantly like working on out your salvation, working on yourself, and uh, just learning how to utilize the gifts and the empowerment that that you have now that you've received Christ. And so, walking in that as I matured, uh, as we all mature as Christians, uh, should start to look a little more different or we should be growing in different aspects of our faith. And so, um, that's pretty much those between the age of 14 to say 17 or whatever, that's, you know, where first receiving Christ, that's really where I experienced a lot of that growth Mm -hmm. and just being open and patient and willing and learning, learning about these things. And, um, yeah, yeah, it, it's just, it was a process for me. So, and then even, so when you were given this amazing gift of speaking in tongues, even, would you say that that was something that grew? I mean, obviously it was unfamiliar. You'd never done it before, but then did you find yourself able just to continue to do it anytime you, Want, felt needed to, or you did it daily, or did, did it just kind of uh, become a part of your life, or did you kind of know, oh, this this is a part of my life. I can I can use this language to pray mm-hmm. anytime I want. Yeah, I think it for me. It, you know, you have your camp highs, and you go to camp, yeah. and you get all pumped up, and you come back, and um, some of those experiences and things that that you learn or or develop kind of like tend to taper off a little bit mm-hmm. you lose that 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 high that you get at camp and so i think for me like the gift of the speaking in tongues has never been something that i've used in like a corporate setting yeah i've never 
during worship or whatever, just like shouted out like my spiritual language. It's always been more of like a personal prayer mm-hmm. language for me. Um, and it's been, I would say over my 20 plus years of being a believer, it, there are times when I'm utilizing it more and, yeah. and times where I have, you know, I feel closer to God and I'm accessing it more than other times where I'm not using yeah. it as much or accessing mm-hmm. it as much. And I think that kind of goes to into like, where's my walk Yeah, at that time? Right. Is my walk stagnant? Yeah. Am I, am I continually continuing to push into to the things of the Lord? Um, so yeah, it, it is for me, it even flows. It goes, it's up and down right. season, different seasons. And I think also that, you know, if you read First uh, Corinthians in chapter twelve, and it talks about these types of gifts, one of them, or the power gifts, one of them is to speak in tongues, and then somebody interprets a tongue. Mm, so in totally. that in that context, it's <laughs> prophetic. The person is saying out loud a tongue. Yeah. But in order for it to have any significance or meaning to the people, somebody then has to say, hey, I have the interpretation. Mm. So then they would interpret into English or whatever, the language of that country or wherever you were. Uh, it would be understood by everybody in the room. Yeah. And so, so, so a there's growing, a difference. Yeah, totally grow. Yeah, totally different. There's a, there's a corporate setting for that. There's a personal prayer language. I think those are kind of two separate things. One is more the edification and stirring up of the church body. Mm-hmm. In which case, if you're just speaking in tongues to the church body, that's not edifying unless there's somebody able to translate it. Right. So there's order to it in that sense. And I've experienced that the ch- church I grew up in, um, our pastor did a really good job of facilitating that where we had a few people who, who would speak out and worship during quiet times and just like tongues really mm-hmm. loud. Everybody would hear it and he would, okay, like, uh, we all heard that, like God's got a word for us. So somebody needs to have an interpretation interpret. yeah. of that. And so as a young Christian, I, I, I would say immature Christian in a, in a sense. Um, I mean, I, there, there were times when that happened and I felt like the Lord stirred up like a prophetic word for our mm. church through mm. me. So maybe having that interpretation of tongues and then I just never went up and acted on it. I, yeah. you know, um, that's pretty terrifying. I think oh, in sure. a sense you can feel yeah. pretty terrified yeah. and, um, you know, and so I think that's where I've learned over time. Like, I just need to be obedient to what the Lord is stirring in right. me, and trust Him, and and move forward. And um, so, you know, if that happened again, I think I would be more prone to go up and and share what I would believe the ter- interpretation to be. But something else I'd like to talk about, like kind of steering away from the gift of tongues, is like as a young believer something my mom started to notice and speak over me was that I had the gift of discernment Mm. and just in like my decision making and the things that I noticed that other people might notice or kids that I hung out with or um things of of that nature and I think that that's something that um I totally didn't really have when I was when I look back at like my before I received Christ like I, I didn't have that Holy Spirit uh, guiding me and just mm-hmm. giving me discernment mm-hmm. in like the friends I chose right. or the activities I did. Um, 
And so that's just something, another part that the Holy Spirit utilizes as a gift for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so, yeah. Well, I, no, I, I think that answers a lot of questions that people may have about, you know, being filled with the Spirit. Uh, in fact, somebody asked me specifically, like, well, how do I know that I'm filled with the Spirit? I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. You know, I've asked Christ into my heart as my Savior. But how do I know that I am actually filled with the Spirit? And, you know, you've pointed out some things just in your testimony that coming to Christ at 14, different things were triggered inside you, which then led to transformation. Mm -hmm. It led to you either feeling something or knowing something or doing something that you wouldn't have apart from being filled with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's like, so that I I was thinking in, um, I had the verse here, in John... um, the the uh, uh, chapter twenty verse twenty two, it says that Jesus breathed on the d- disciples that were in the room with him, and he said, "Receive the Holy Spirit." Mm-hmm. So he literally breathed on them, and so as a result of that, you look in Luke chapter twenty four. It says that Jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So before he was he he'd already risen from the dead and he was getting ready to ascend to, into heaven to be with the Father, he, he did those things. He breathed on them and opened their minds. And as a result of that, uh, on the day of Pentecost, then the power came on them. And we're going to be talking about that in future podcasts. Uh, Pastor Lana will be with us too. But I think that your story, Bob, is just clarifies for a lot of us, of like, how does this work? Everybody has their own story. I have my own story. Mm. But the thing is, is that opening the door, allowing Jesus to open us, transform us, fill us, then leads to a life of spiritual encounters, spiritual transformation. And that's how you know you're filled with the Spirit when your life begins to go down a spiritual course, not a a common sense course or a logical course. We all like that. I'm a person of order, but I really like it when the spirit interrupts my life to do good things, to do yeah. um, uh, brave things like praying for people, laying hands on people. Because when I first became a Christian, I was like, wow, how did I do that? <laughs> I was kind of a chicken about those things. Mm. I was very introverted. That's the result of the Holy Spirit being inside of us to lead us to do things that we wouldn't have normally do uh, on our own. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you shared that verse and, you know, uh, Jesus, you know, when he was here on earth was like our teacher and the Holy Spirit's come as our helper. And Mm. so there is a, a part like when you, the Holy Spirit helps us to read and understand the Bible. Um, and so like, I know in like John chapter 14, it's, you know, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom mm. the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring your remembrance to all that I said to you. And that's Jesus talking. And so there is a, a piece to that where we have, we don't have Jesus. Right. I mean, we have Jesus, but we don't have him physically on earth. Yeah. He's not teaching us. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we have? We have the word of God and then we have the Holy Spirit 
that empowers us to understand the word of mm-hmm. God and um, the Holy Spirit comes as our helper yeah. to, to, to empower those scriptures in us and to help us help them pop out of the, the book and, and speak to us and, and give us understanding because we don't have Jesus on earth to, to give us that, yeah. that understanding anymore. So yeah. Yeah. that's, that's Which we'd love. We'd love to be able to sit around a table oh, yeah. with Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One day we will. But until that time, we have the, the best thing the equally the best thing, which is his word and his presence is mm-hmm. is with us. And so for those of you who are listening in, it's something that you can do right now. You can ask the Holy Spirit to come, fill you, empower you, lead you, guide you, speak to you, and it will affect how you act and what you do, but it will also affect what you say and actually how you understand the scripture. So take a moment right now and just say, Holy Spirit, fill me and lead me and guide me and empower me. And that's our prayer for Amen. you today. Yeah. Amen. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, again, reach out to us at info at lifechurchchico.org. We would love to hear from you. If you have any ask me anything questions for Pastor Jeff, we'd love to get those as well because we love asking Jeff uh, tough, <laughs> challenging questions. So uh, thanks for listening today. And uh, may that be your prayer. Holy Spirit, fill me uh, this week. So uh, have a good week, and we will catch you next time. Peace out. Peace out. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there is anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.